Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash, am I the butthole where OP tattoos a baby? Am I the butthole for medically tattooing my child under the recommendation of a doctor? Hear me out. I'm a 31-year-old woman, and my husband and I tried for five years to get pregnant. Testing eventually revealed that I have eggs of freaking steel, and without medical help, I'll never get pregnant. So that's what we did. We gave our samples, and then one petri dish and nine months later, I have two beautiful fraternal twin boys, Jake and Adam. The thing is, Jake has a condition. Without going into detail, he requires a shot once a week. Once he's older, he can take pills. I went back to work and my mother-in-law offered to watch the babies. She's wonderful. I trust her 100%. During this time, she would give Jake his injection since we had a schedule. Every day before 10am before a snack and a nap. It worked very well until a month ago when she gave the shot to the wrong kid. Now, my boys may be fraternal, but they look identical. I'll be honest, my husband and I even mix them up sometimes. Everyone does. She immediately noticed her mistake and called 911 and they were transferred to the hospital. By the time I got there, Adam had been given the reversal agent and they were happily sipping on juice, loving the attention. We went home the same night told to push fluids. He was never in danger. It was a very slow-acting medication that, at worst, would have given him diarrhea in a few days. My mother-in-law was beside herself. I tried to ease her worry, but she refused to babysit, so to daycare they went. This daycare has a nurse because some of the kids have medication, so the nurse knows what to do, but the worry of mixing up the kids was a valid concern. And my kids will not keep name tags on. So, my doctor recommended a medical tattoo. The doctor explained that the tattoo looks like a freckle, no bigger than the end of a pencil racer on the area of a skin that's easily seen while the child is under mild sedation, similar to a dental office. Tattoos in that area usually fade in two to three years, but by then, the kid should have developed more personal features and may not need it redone. So, after a discussion with my husband, we did it. So, now my son Jake has a 2mm brown freckle on his earlobe. From entering the tattoo place to leaving, it took like 30 minutes. He never felt a thing. My mother-in-law lost her mind the second I mentioned a medical tattoo. I tried to explain it, but she just freaked out. So, I put both of my kids on the floor and told her that Jake has a tattoo. See if you can figure out which of these kids is Jake. She picked up Adam, so I handed her Jack, and after 20 minutes, she still couldn't find it. She stripped him down to his skivvies. I finally pointed out the tattoo, and she went, That's just a freckle. I said, My point exactly. Adam doesn't have a freckle there. So, that's how the daycare can tell them apart. She's still pissed and ranting. After I explained the tattoo to other people and they failed to find it, I think they understand, but they still think I went too far in tattooing my child and altering their body. I believe that I took the necessary precautions recommended by the doctor, and the tattoo will fade with sun exposure as he grows. By the time he's five, it probably won't even be visible, or it'll just look like a faded freckle. So, am I the butthole? Down in the comments, I agree with probably not a manatee. Not a butthole at all. It's literally a fake freckle. It's not like you gave him a full sleeve of pinup girls and muscle cars. Also, it'll make it harder to accidentally kill him or his brother. You made the right call. Am I the butthole for having my daughter write a morbid family tree project for school? My biological family is dead. I was raised in foster care, and so my friends are my family. I met my late husband in college. He was raised by his mother, who had abandoned him and later died. He had no adoptive family. As an adult, I've looked into both trees and our biological ancestors are, to put it mildly, really dangerous people and or dead. 
My late husband and older son died in a car crash. My daughter is in kindergarten and she, more accurately me, was supposed to do a family tree project for school. I tried speaking to her teacher and telling her that this was not going to be a happy report, but she's one of those people that can't comprehend that sometimes family is a dark subject. And she insisted that it needed to be biological. So, I did it. For some family members, like my husband and son, I have actual information other than that they're just dead. But for most of my family and my daughter's paternal family, I literally only have the birth date, death date, when they would have had their kids, and cemetery information, unless they were cremated. The project was supposed to have 10 pictures, but most of the pictures that I have of my ancestors are just headstones. I made a trip when my husband and I first married to take pictures of the headstones, so I included those in there. I only have three pictures total of my biological family, and most of them are group shots where I could only label maybe three people. I don't have any pictures of my late husband's family from before me and my kids, but I put some of the old ones in there too. So while the other kids had long family trees, my daughter was basically introducing the concept of death to her kindergarten class. Now I'm getting slammed with calls from other parents, the teacher, and the principal. They're appalled that I allowed such a morbid report and are saying that I traumatized their children. I don't think that I did anything wrong. They wanted a report on her biological ancestors, I gave it, and I kept it G-rated. I just didn't lie that people were alive when they weren't. I don't raise her to think that death is taboo or something to be ashamed of anyway. Death is part of life. Most of our family is dead, so talking about family just means talking about death, and it's just something you have to accept. Am I the butthole? No, you're not the butthole. The problem here is the teacher. Who on earth assigns a family tree project to an entire class and expects no one to turn in a project that has death in it? How much of an idiot do you have to be? Some people don't have parents. Your teacher was clueless and, to be honest, a little bit insulting. Why does a family tree have to be biological? That's really discriminatory against people who are adopted. OP, you get 0 out of 5 buttholes. The teacher gets 2 out of 5 buttholes for being clueless and or insensitive. Am I the butthole for calling my mother a racist b-word and disregarding the punishment she gave me? I'm a 17-year-old girl, and my 35-year-old mother has always been racist, and she doesn't hide it either. She makes comments about African Americans being ugly, but the race that she has the most prejudice towards is anyone who's Chinese, Japanese, Korean, etc. She generalizes the way they speak and mocks them. She says they're all ugly, makes comments about how they shouldn't drive because they can't see properly, etc. I've heard this all throughout my life from her, and every time I've wanted to call her out, but was afraid of what she'd say. Because all my life she's been a ticking time bomb, and most of the time I'm too exhausted to deal with her constantly going on a rampage of saying cruel things and then playing the victim after it all. This time in particular, however, I was watching A Silent Voice, which is a beautiful anime movie by the way. It brought me to tears. I was watching a scene where one of the characters who's hearing impaired speaks aloud and my mom was in the room. And of course, as per her routine, she made a stupid comment basically stating that she's surprised that anyone batted an eye at how she talks given that it's supposedly as unintelligible as any other Asian. I spoke up and said, oh, I forgot I can't watch what I enjoy without you trying too hard to make us laugh with an unfunny racist comment. She said, excuse me? To which I replied that I was pretty sure that she heard me. And then she asked me what it was like to have a fetish for Asian people, so I said, What's it like to have such a bland personality that being a racist B-word is your main trait? She blew up and told me that I had no right to speak to her that way because she was my mother. 
Basically, I shrugged and said that I'm treating her as I would any other prejudiced person. I was grounded for being disrespectful because, apparently, being racist is nothing but an opinion. Pretty much the same hour, I walked out of the house and announced that I was sleeping over at a friend's house because there was no way I was going to serve out a punishment for calling out a racist. I'm getting mixed reactions. Some say that I was fully in the right and I didn't need to change a thing. Others say that while I was in the right, I should have just taken the punishment because I knew what the outcome would be. Am I the butthole here, Reddit? Every time I take this stance on one of these videos, I get trashed on in the comments, but I still think that it's the right thing to say. OP, you have to be very, very cautious about fighting back against your parents until you're 18. I mean, don't get me wrong, you are 100% correct here and your mom is 100% wrong here. But until you're in a position where you can go off and live on your own, you need to be very cautious about biting the hand that feeds you. I'm going to read this post from a half a cup of coffee. Not the butthole, but you must understand the consequences. I went toe-to-toe -to -toe with my dad on a daily basis. There were literal fistfights. He had a half-Mexican, openly pansexual daughter who was a survivor of child abuse, and he trashed on everything that I was with regularity. He was absolutely in the wrong. I haven't spoken to him more than once or twice this last decade. In fact, I told him that the next time that I see him is when we're lowering him into the ground. But your ideals will not feed, clothe, or house you. The day I walked out of my dad's house, I knew I'd rather live on the streets and spend another moment under that hateful man's roof. And I did. I wound up homeless for almost four months as an 18-year-old woman. It took me nearly six years to claw my way out of absolute poverty thereafter. I'm not telling you to be fine with what she says and who she is. What I'm saying is that if you push her buttons, she has the power to upend your entire world and slap you with a dose of reality that'll mess you up for years. Be prepared to suffer the consequences for biting the hand that feeds you. So, obviously OP, it's up to you to decide where you draw the line. If your parent is abusing you, then yeah, living on the streets might actually be better than living with the parents. But if your mother is just a sucky person who says racist things, then it might actually be the best case scenario to just suck it up and deal with it until you're 18. And keep in mind, this comes from someone who's literally married to an Asian person, so reading stories like this breaks my heart. But OP, please don't end up on the streets with your future ruined just because of your pride. Am I the butthole for not apologizing to my roommate's girlfriend because she saw me naked? I'm a 21-year-old guy, and my roommate, a 20-year-old guy, aren't close friends, but we live together because it's convenient for both of us. He has a new girlfriend, and lately she's been staying over a lot. Our apartment has two bathrooms. I'm saying this because it's relevant later. One is in my room and the other one is in the hall. I use the one in my bedroom and he uses the other one. Yesterday I was just out of the shower and walking around in my room naked, trying to find clothes and other stuff because I'm messy, when his girlfriend barges into my room without even knocking. I do generally lock my room, but it's never been a big deal because my roommate never comes in without knocking. Also, I didn't even know this girl was in the house. I'd have made sure to lock the door then. Obviously, she was like WTF and just ran out. Then she was very cross with me and seemed to think that I owed her an apology because she saw me naked and it made her very uncomfortable. I was like, nope, you walked into my room without knocking. What you see or didn't see after that is not my fault at all. Her explanation was that the other bathroom was occupied and she just wanted to use the one in my bedroom. She's gotten my roommate involved into this too and he seems to think that I should also apologize because I shouldn't have been walking around in my room naked without locking the door first. I refuse to apologize. Am I the butthole? So let's flip the script here. 
OP, let's suppose that you're at your girlfriend's house and your girlfriend has another girl roommate. The main bathroom is occupied, so you go into your girlfriend's roommate's room to use her bathroom. And that's where you see, in all of her glory, your girlfriend's roommate butt naked. Once the initial shock wore off, do you think that your girlfriend's roommate would come to you and apologize? Oh, I'm just so sorry for walking around my room naked. That was completely my bad. You had every right to walk into my room without knocking, so this is entirely my fault. Or would she completely lose her mind to get upset at you because you walked into her private bedroom without permission? Obviously the second one. So yeah, OP, you are not the butthole, and this girl is being a major hypocrite. Am I the butthole for dramatically running away from an intervention that my mother-in-law threw for me? I'm a 28-year-old woman, and I live with my 28-year-old husband in Colorado. We love beer, and we live an active lifestyle with hiking, snowshoeing, and skiing. No beer hits like a beer after climbing a 14er, and I love a glass of wine in the bath on a lazy Sunday afternoon. My mother-in-law likes to clean our kids' houses as a gift every three months. This works out because we're notoriously lazy cleaners. This is important. A week ago, she asked me to meet her at the park. I showed up to find a group of my in-laws waiting for me with a box. My mother-in-law said, Kaylee, this is an intervention. We're here because we love you. It was awkward and I got nervous. She opened the box and showed three empty bottles of wine and two full bottles of wine, plus an empty 16-ounce beer can. She looked at me pityingly and said, Sweetie, I found your stash. I know you have a drinking problem. I was caught off guard and looked at the bottles and it clicked. A few months ago, the bathroom sink backed up and we were rushing around trying to clear things for the plumbers to take care of it. I must have shoved my empty wine bottles and a shower beer can in my closet. The full bottles were purposely hidden because they were going to be Christmas gifts from my husband. I tried explaining and my mother-in-law put her hand on my shoulder and said, I know it's hard to accept you have a problem, but everyone is here because we love you. Look, I drink a beer with dinner or after work a few times a week, a beer or two at a brewery with friends, and occasionally have some wine while taking a bath. I haven't even had a hangover since college. Then my mother-in-law smashed the wine bottles that were for my husband, saying that it's for my own good. I started yelling at her that they were presents, and she just looked me in the eye and did it again. So I ran back to her house sobbing. She called and left messages saying that I can't hide from my problem and that she would be talking to my husband about sending me away for detox. She said she was tired of me hurting everyone by forcing my choices on them. That is to say, not giving her grandkids, the one sore spot between us that I thought she'd gotten over. She didn't explain to my husband what the stash was, just that she found one. And he turned on me for running away from the intervention, saying that it made me look guilty as hell. I felt so alone. The issue became that I made myself seem guilty by running. My husband understands what happened now, but he's told me that I need to find a way to put it all behind me and maybe just not drink around his family for a while. I don't agree. I'm not going along with this. Fine, I won't drink around his family, but I'm not apologizing for running away when I felt scared and cornered. And I am absolutely not copping to a drinking problem when I don't even have one. Am I the butthole for not just going along with this to make everyone happy? I feel like I'm going crazy. Alright OP, one detail that really sticks out to me is that your mother-in-law stages intervention without your husband. If she really wanted to stage a genuine intervention, then obviously your husband should be there. Also, I couldn't help but notice that the intervention group was composed entirely of your in-laws with none of your family members there. 
These two details make me think that your mother-in-law did this intentionally to control the situation and make you feel uncomfortable. So, I have a sneaking suspicion that this was some kind of power trip or punishment from your mother-in-law. OP, I'm giving your mother-in-law 3 out of 5 buttholes, I'm giving your husband 2 out of 5 buttholes for not supporting his wife, and I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I mean, since when is like 5 bottles of wine over a 3 month period a drinking problem? That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put on new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.